Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. Today is November 5th, 2018, and my guest on the show is Dan Walton. Uh, Dan is co-founder of ethex.market and also co-founder of Retronims, uh, a company making mobile apps for creative expression. He's also uh, co-founder of cast.market, a tool to connect podcasts and advertisers um, to streamline podcast sponsorship. Uh, it's the largest ranking and analytics website for podcasts, tracking millions of millions of uh, podcasts and episodes. Uh, he's also founder previously of Doco Geo, making augmented reality and location-based games. Um, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the projects that he has uh, developed and what he's currently working on at ethex.market. So Ethex is a uh, decentralized ERC-20 uh, cryptocurrency exchange with a policy for only listing tokens which have utility. Um, often this is an ICO that has shipped a DAP, delivered a protocol, or created other functionality. And um, at Ethex, they believe that pump and dumps, price manipulation, and scams are far less likely when teams and companies are delivering true value. So, Dan, uh, welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. It's great to have yeah. you. Good to be here. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, asking me on. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about Ethex uh, Market. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, I, I typically call it Ethics. <laughs> I didn't I didn't tell you that ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people pronounce it the way the way you did. So okay. I totally no understand the confusion. Um, the uh, but the idea is that you know at a certain point. You know, we've been following Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum, and as soon as we discovered that you could do sort of this peer-to-peer -peer swapping of digital assets, we got pretty excited because we realized that it solved a lot of problems in not, not just existing centralized um, cryptocurrency exchanges, but in, in, in you know this is something that could improve trade in general, and and that's the that kind of got us really excited, and and uh, we started building. So when did you start working on it? A little over a year ago. Um, you know, I've been uh, we've been working on it. Um, we've put a lot more energy into it this year since about February. But last year we did we 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 were we were definitely developing and trying to trying to get to a beta version. And then this year around I think it was March we we hit one one mm -hmm. So what have you learned since you guys have been developing and launched the beta version? Uh, that you didn't anticipate going into it. Well, I mean, you know, well, I think I think one realization is the sheer number of of uh, ERC twenty tokens that that people are trading around. I think that there's easily over over two thousand, and um, it was surprising how few of them, even after all this time. You know, I think these things have been going on for for a couple of years now. How, how few of them actually have delivered some kind of functionality. And so this became kind of like a, a theme for us, you know, since the beginning and, and this idea that like the, the possibility of doing things like competing with an Amazon cloud using a distributed 
a distributed incentive program or the possibility of of um, you know improving artificial intelligence. You know, all these kinds of things are totally possible, but so few projects were actually delivering. So we we sort of wanted to try to try to help be a part of that change and try to try to get people to realize that like we really do need to see you know source code and functionality around these projects. Yeah, I mean, people have been commenting um, about that, and then I agree. I think that there are a lot of projects on the uh, on the radar that are in development, but uh, haven't delivered any working products yet. And you can go to like DAP Radar or other sites that you know track uh, the smart contracts uh, involved with uh, decentralized applications, and many of them don't have huge amount of volume even you know if you look at the top dapps um on dap radar or other sites like that they have you know a few hundred users over 24 hours some of the exchanges have a few thousand so um what are your thoughts on that the the idea that you know there are a lot of uh, companies in the cryptocurrency space uh but there's not a lot of uh, use of uh, you know the actual um, smart contracts for a lot of these uh, companies and websites. Yeah, uh, it's 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 not my favorite thing. I mean, you know, I mean that's the first thing. You know, I want I want to see more on the usage side and more on the the, the um, delivery side. I mean, I I look at these projects and some of the best ones, you know, resemble large open source projects um, that that have these sort of incentive and distributed uh, control of, of, of sort of how the, how the projects run. Um, and, and those are the ones that are the most exciting MakerDAO in particular is one of the most successful stable coins that is regulated, you know, essentially algorithmically. And um, that's exciting. You know, I, I want to see more things like that. You know, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, we we had we saw an explosion of fundraising, you know, with uh, ERC twenty, um, and that happened last year, and and now we're hoping for an explosion in, in functionality and in and in actual delivering, um, but but so far we haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. So, what are some you mentioned uh, MakerDAO as the stablecoin, and there are a lot of like centralized stablecoins that are. Uh, being released, uh, but MakerDAO is one of the uh, sort of decentralized uh, stable coins out there. Um, so, what are some other uh, decentralized applications that you're um, that you think are coming or going to be released soon, or that are currently actually active? So, on Ethex, you have 18, I think, last I checked, active tokens trading. Um, so, you have Augur, Rep, and um, uh, I think, uh, you know, Bounty Zero X is listed on there. Uh, yep. Yeah, BAT, um, Storage, Dent, yep. uh, quite a few uh, fund requests. Yeah, so, right. You know, my, my um, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't think anyone could follow all of these projects in detail. You know, even 20, if it was your full-time job, you might be able to track 100 projects or something like that. So I don't, I don't, I'm not like, I don't, Claim to be an expert on on any of these projects, but um, the things that you know, the things that we list, you know, Bounty Zero X is, is definitely 
you know, a, a functional uh, functional token. I even think that um, one of our co-founders used it to to uh, try to get a bug fixed and bid on a on a, on a bug fix. Um, uh, basic attention token is interesting. Um, so, like, you know, if you look at if you look at kind of the different projects, you have you have potential in um, in sort of these uh, marketplace type things. That would be like Augur, where you're where you're sort of betting on the outcome of 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 different events, and, and it ends up creating uh, you know some kind of an oracle that, that could give you the likelihood of different events using market techniques. And I think that's really interesting. Um, basic attention token is this attempt to deliver value between content viewers and content creators without having a lot of middlemen in, in the way that would that generally create advertising that, that doesn't help either content creators or content viewers. So the idea is if we can do some kind of a micropayment system, um, we could reward content creators at, at a low cost to the end user um, or the, the consumer, uh, and then they wouldn't have um, any advertising. So the the Brave browser has been partially funded through the sale of this token. And and I'm sure if you look into that project, they've got all sorts of plans and all sorts of visions for how how this token is going to help to to revolutionize content on the web. Um, you know, I I uh, also am trying to keep a really close eye on anything that could. You know, you see that you see that like if you look at Bitcoin or Ethereum mining, what you what you see are essentially data centers that are all competing with each other to provide this resource, to provide, to provide this technical resource. And so I'm kind of like, well, you know, what if we could what if we could mine something that was more useful than just proving work? And so anything that has to do with like renting out your hard drive or or uh, renting out CPU time or GPU time in exchange for uh, some kind of a value or some kind of incentive is really exciting to me. I mean, I think that, I think that you know, much of the world's disk space and CPU time goes unused because you're not using the computer all the time. It just sits there empty, or the hard drive is mostly empty. And if you could create a sort of global data uh, data center, you could you could reduce cloud storage costs or cloud cloud computing costs and and uh, you know, increase the total amount of, of compute that the world has. And I think that kind of stuff is really interesting. All, all through, just through some incentives, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, these are all the kind of things that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. Let's uh, change topics and talk a little bit about ethics. Or excuse me, ethics. Ethics? Ethics. Okay. So what are the, um, what, is the what are the feature sets that uh, decentralized exchanges are competing on? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is uh, uh, to think about is that like you can't you can't really shut down a decentralized exchange, so they're always running, and you can't you know as long as they have like in our design anyway. Other designs like the ones that like either Delta or Red or Relay, they have a, a relayer, a server the company does that maintains the, the order book, but we just store everything on the blockchain and. Uh, that way, as long as you have access to the Ethereum blockchain, you can trade, you can you can cancel orders, you can interact with with the system. So, sort of being unstoppable, I think, is is uh, one of the one of the features, and that that's going to win out over a long time because you know right now you go to a centralized exchange, it seems everything's fine. It's only when they fail, when they do fail on a quarterly basis. So it's just kind of like. 
you know, the, the sort of reliability and the, the sort of robustness of these decentralized exchanges is like one of the things that we're competing on. The other thing that we compete on is we're a global system. So, you know, we don't have, we do, because this is peer-to-peer trading and like basically ethics is just a piece of software that's running on your computer, we don't, we don't have, and we don't, you know, take balances either. We don't, we don't hold your funds. And because of all those things, we don't have to be regulated like a bank, which means we have less, um, we have less uh, uh, complicated signups. You're essentially just interacting with the blockchain. So if you're able to figure out how to interact with the blockchain, if you know how to use MetaMask, or you know how to use a Ledger wallet, or you know how to make a transaction on Ethereum, you're you're free to use our software. Um, and th- and I think that means that you essentially have a much easier and much faster trading experience and a much more secure trading experience. So that's the that's the like kind of things that we're we're offering as as improvements to to centralized uh, centralized blockchain trade and, and really just any kind of centralized trade in general. I mean, these features apply to everything. They apply to, to any any trading platform. Hmm. So why is it that some exchanges, uh, like you mentioned, some decentralized exchanges like Radar Relay or um, Ether Delta? have a order book that is uh, off blockchain and what what are the costs of, of having it on blockchain and why did why do some choose to do on blockchain and off blockchain so the um i don't know why people have done off blockchain i think it's because they copied ether delta's contract which did off blockchain um one of the things off blockchain uh you know, I mean, there's a, there's some myths that that it's uh, cheaper to do um, and quicker to do off chain, but I don't really see that. Like, if you do a transaction at Ethics, like I'm going there now, and I'll go and say, like, um, if I want to do a, a buy, see what it says. So the blockchain fee here for uh, for a purchase. Um, and this is the normal speed. I can speed it up, you know, but I can pay anywhere between if I if I'm patient, I can pay 10 cents. If I'm impatient, I can pay 45 cents to commit the transaction. And that, you know, quarter that it costs you to do a trade um, is a fixed cost. So I could be trading 10 million dollars of value and pay 25 cents of blockchain fees. Um, so the the because we store a single word or, you know, we store a very small uh, amount of data per uh, offer. Uh, fees are very low. And you can even make them lower if you go in and, and if you're really willing to wait, then, um, you know, the, 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 the costs are extremely low. So, but, and then the other thing that's nice about this is that I can't, you, there's no denial of service attack. So if, if a whole bunch of people are placing orders, the blockchain itself prevents the denial of service happening. But if you go over to a centralized, a more centralized system, you can make as many offers as you want, as many orders as you want, and and it and fill up the order books. And now it's slower for everyone else to download. And and eventually you get a denial of service attack that all of those groups have to contend with. Um, so I mean that that's another advantage doing it this way. So we've at Bounty Zero X have talked about and are in the process of uh, doing a uh, state channel implementation for distribution of tokens to our bounty hunters. 
And there's a liquidity network and uh, connects and a couple other people that we're working with uh, to do that because it will decrease our costs of distributing tokens because bounties are unique in that, you know, we're distributing tokens to thousands of participants. And so for each of those transactions, we have to, you know, uh, it, there's a transaction fee associated with that. Right. And sometimes the, the earnings are, you know, fairly low sometimes. Right. Uh, right. So people could be earning, you know, 50 cents or a dollar for each bounty they complete. And if we're sending them, uh, you know, a token for that one bounty they've completed, uh, then, you know, a, a fairly large percentage of that could be eaten up in transaction fees. Um, so we've, you know, addressed that in a few ways by one, uh, you know, batching, batching out these transactions. So if a bounty hunter completes like 20 bounties for uh, a company, then, you know, they could potentially all be sent to them in one transaction rather than individual transactions. Um, and, but then with also, secondly, the state channels were going to potentially decrease the costs of, uh, of the sending the transaction even further. So my question is to you, whether you see, uh, stay, have you, have you guys looked into state channels for ethics and do you think that there could be any yeah. uh, benefit to using that in the context of a decentralized exchange, either for like the order book or order matching or something along those lines? Yeah, I definitely think that, that basically the situation, the technology stack for decentralized trading is going to, continue to improve. We're going to see more, more um, capability. We're going to see lower fees. We're going to see higher speed trading, um, more features. It's, it seems like it's only going to get better from here. And I think it already works pretty darn well. So um, yeah, I mean, I I think all that is going to bring, going to bring more capability to, to what we do. We're, we don't have anything on the um, schedule right now for, for this, but um, we, we're definitely trying to to keep track of all this stuff as best we can. Mm-hmm. So you have 18 tokens currently traded on the platform, and uh, you're adding new ones uh, regularly. New new tokens. Um, what is the, the so you also have uh, ETX token, uh, which you're planning on releasing, and um, uh, tell me a little bit about the roadmap that uh, ethics is uh, working on and what's uh, ahead in the, in the coming months? Well, I think the most exciting thing right now going on is we have a very nice uh, mobile app for uh, Android and iOS that's in sort of final testing. So um, this allows you to track all this. It's basically a functional Ethereum wallet. So it, it, it sort of tracks all of your ERC-20 tokens and allows you to send them to other people um, and also allows you to buy and sell, uh, you know, all from within the app. So really excited about that. I think it's nice. I think it's, it's nice to have a, a solid Ethereum wallet. Um, mobile is actually, we're using some of the security features on mobile devices. So you can like, you know, unlock your accounts with uh, fingerprint readers and face ID and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, really excited to get that out. And then um, we're we're continually adding polish, like just kind of subtle polish to the ethics.market dApp. So just trying to continue to, to add more features, more more capabilities as we go along. So there's some some small things going on in there. This this just like helping us scale and helping 
helping the thing, you know, run perfectly. Um, the, uh, we, in terms of the ETX token, um, our plans on that are slightly, are slowly changing. Um, writing, you know, this is all new and we're not really talking about, uh, too many of the details, but we're writing some new solidity, smart contract tag that, that could be really exciting. Um, and it'll change sort of our plan for how we're going to roll out, um, roll out a, a token, but that, that's something that's, um, you know, going to, going to happen over, over the next couple of months, mm-hmm. the development anyway. And so is the mobile application on, uh, Android or, or iPhone or both? Both. Yeah. It, it runs on uh, both Android and iOS. Okay. It's cool. And you can do like QR code scanning for addresses. You can, you can read about tokens, look at price history. Uh, it's got, it's got a news feed of all the articles that we write about utility tokens and, um, uh, yeah, you can use, run multiple accounts. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's got a good feature set. Nice. And then you can trade the using ethics through that, through the wallet. Right. So yeah, you can, you can, you can buy a token and use it. All that shows up on ethics. So if you're, if you're, you know, tracking your transactions at ethics or you're like, you know, wanted to track them on your mobile phone, you can like use the same account and mm-hmm. it, and it does, you know, all of your, all of your trades still happen on the ethics smart contract. Mm. Yeah. And the account is based off of the, whatever wallet or whatever private key is, is linked up with the wallet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Uh, great. So, so tell me a little bit about your, uh, daily, uh, responsibilities and what your, your average day looks like as a co-founder of ethics and uh, a number of other projects. How do you spend um, your, your time? Yeah, I mean, right now I'm so so Retronims uh, makes different kinds of music products, and that's like another company that I founded. And and um, there's also another group called Retronims Labs, which which people hire us to build, uh, you know, uh, apps and mobile products and web products in Silicon Valley. So you know, startups or or companies with funding need a need a jumpstart in a particular technical market, and we help with that. Um, but we also incubate new projects and that's cast out market and ethics out market. So those were incubated by Retrons labs. Um, ethics out market, uh, is sort of my full time focus right now. Um, I don't, I don't contribute to too many other, um, uh, projects uh, It's basically just entirely focused on, uh, getting ethics off the ground and making it, um, an awesome, uh, decentralized trading platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically every day, you know, some, some weeks it's, some weeks it's, uh, like talking to the other engineers and, and making sure everyone's on the same page and other weeks I'm writing code. Um, you know, I'll do podcast interviews. I'll, I'll, uh, talk to, to potential partners or investors and that kind of thing. Um, and that, that's, you know, kind of what I do in a, in a given week. Mm. And is your development team working on specifically ethics? Like, do you have a dedicated team for ethics or do you have like, um, developers working on multiple projects? Well, Reptrooms Labs has developers working on multiple projects, but ethics has its own employees. Um, at this point, so we have, uh, three engineers here in Columbus, Ohio, including me. And then we, for all the design and all the sort of layout and, media we work with retrooms labs in san francisco so so um 
it's kind of like split. My brother is in charge of all the design over there and all the uh, sort of marketing communication, new token listing. And then I'm in charge here in, in Columbus, Ohio with like actually building these things out and making them work. Mm. So you have, uh, I guess, nine people on the FX team and uh, what is the team uh, on the, on the, the retronym side? Like, so some of the, if you're looking at the like team member slide at, at ethics, some of those team members are, you know, part-time or they work or they might work at, um, Retrums Labs, uh, but you know, full time, full time. We have you know maybe five people working on the project, six people. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of uh, applications have you built through Retronym Labs? Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the prior work that you guys have done, and then after that, maybe we can uh, talk a little briefly about Cast Market and and what you guys are working on there. Yeah, so uh, we built. Um, a company called uh, DocoGeo, which was a location-based game company, and we built this game called DocoBots. This was a long time ago, like in the early iPhone days, uh, early GPS days. So you could go out in the world and like find robots and batteries and activate them, and they'd travel around and take photos on other people's phones, and you could follow their journeys. They go from place to place, kind of like a traveling gnome. Um, you know, it was very, it was, it was like a precursor to what we're seeing with like Pokemon Go now. Um, and uh, other projects, we, you know, we were hired to build apps for Adobe, like different mobile apps and different experiments that they wanted to have built and prototypes. So we did a lot with cameras and photos and, and uh, mobile and touch, touch screens. And then we, you know, we were worked on the uh, early Justin TV mobile app. So we, Got into like streaming video and chat and some of the social features that that they have. Um, Retrooms Labs. We built some hardware projects too, so we can design circuit boards and and um, you know a Bluetooth uh, you know elect, elect, uh, sort of like um, consumer electronics that talk to mobile phones over Bluetooth over Bluetooth low energy. We've had a lot of experience with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically a little bit of everything. We've done artificial intelligence projects for startups with uh, machine learning. Um, we had this really cool, uh, cool project that could recognize, um, take a photo of a car, and it would tell you the year, make, model um, of up to twenty thousand different vehicles. Um, it's pretty, pretty fun to work on. Pretty, pretty cool result. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those are all the kind of things we've, we've done over the years. So the. Um what are your thoughts on the digital collectible? So the ER721 token standard. And I mean, it's, it's awesome. I mean, this is, yeah. this is the first time that, you know, if you look at the history of, of, um, you know, digital rights, this is the first time the consumer has actually been able to have a digital right to something independent of, of anything else. So if you own, uh, a digital right on the blockchain, like you, you actually own it and you can actually sell it to somebody else and relinquish that. Right. And that, you know, we're just, you know, I think crypto kitties and the other ERC 721 um, that are out there are, are just the beginning. I think that there's a lot more potential beyond it. I mean, you know, gods unchained is like another example of like doing really good entertainment products around this idea. But, you know, if you're, if, you know, I mean, if, if you're playing, if you're playing games and you're able to get items or there are other, there gonna be other cases where you might want to be able to own and transfer digital rights to something. And, 
And, uh, you know, for the first time ever, as a user, you've been able to control that. So it's, it's really exciting. We'll see, we'll see where it goes. Are there any exchanges out there that do uh, ERC seven like exchanges that are specialized in uh, ERC seven twenty one standard? Uh, yeah, there's a few projects going on. Some of them are well funded. I mean, you can look around, and um, I don't have any like on the tip of my tongue, but I I researched this just because we're interested in in you know all kinds of trade, and there are definitely some some good looking projects out there that uh, allow you to trade CryptoKitties or or any other kind of uh, ERC seven twenty one. Mm-hmm. So let's jump over to cast.market. Uh, so that's the platform that lets uh, podcasters and advertisers uh, streamline their sponsorship. So if they have ad space that they want to sell during their podcasts, they can uh, sign up and uh, tell me a little bit about that user flow and how that works. Right. So, um, so it's a, so first it's a search engine for all podcasts. So if you run a podcast, I, you know, I can find uh, Bounty Zero X in here and, you know, on Cast Out Market and you can find other, you can find really any, any show on Cast Out Market. And you can learn a bit, little bit about, you know, we keep track of things like the average duration of the show, when it was last updated, which countries it's popular in. So we, we track the iTunes charts for, for every country over time. Um, we, uh, uh, so that's the first thing. And then, and then the next step is that if you enter a little bit more information about your show and you send us some of your statistics, which you can just send like through an upload, tell us how many users you have and things like that, we'll try to match you up with sponsors. Mm-hmm. So sponsors come on, they can search around for shows and they can select a set that they would like to offer a, a, a sponsorship to. And then they type in the message they'd like the podcasters to read. And if the podcaster reads it, it reports back to the sponsor and, um, and, uh, uh, you know, every, every, you're able to pay through credit card and really simple, um, uh, payment setup. Um, and, uh, yeah, the idea is to try to try to try to keep podcasting distributed you know, where everyone kind of hosts their own show and like it's, a, it's, there isn't one leader, you know, there's no YouTube of podcasts, mm-hmm. podcasting really. So keep it that way, but still allow people to, to easily sponsor uh, shows that don't necessarily have massive audiences, um, sort of capture the long tail there. And um, also, also allow like very specific uh, niche based advertising. Um So yeah, yeah that, that's, that's how that project's going with the, the sponsorship stuff is, is, just barely getting started um but the search engine and um kind of community of people who, who are using it is, is pretty large yeah i'm gonna start using this to manage the bounty zero x podcast and it'd be great cool. if you guys add the the cryptocurrency payments for any sponsors that want to use crypto to to pay but yeah sure i think it's a great idea yeah, I think it's great. I, I, um, I, I was heading up this project kind of alongside Ethics.Market and Ethics.Market kind of got the bigger push from, from partners and, and sort of people in the group. Um, I'd sure love to get some more energy on Castop Market and hopefully, hopefully maybe, um, early next year we'll, we'll, uh, start allocating some, some energy that way. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Okay, so uh, I'll just pause for a sec. We're 30 minutes in. Uh, 
uh, covered the cast market, uh, covered some of the other projects, Retronyms, uh, talked about Ethex. Um, oh, maybe we could mention the fees, how you guys currently don't have any fees, and but um, maybe, do you want to comment on that? Sure. All right. So, Dan, tell me a little bit about ethics and uh, fees. So I noticed on the website that fees are currently free uh, while you guys are in beta stage. So what is the plan uh, with that? Yeah, I, I think you know we're beyond beta at this point. I mean, we're trading hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of these tokens every month. Um, you know, and, and we have uh, a fee plan of 0.25% on the take side and 0.15% on the make side. But we've actually been like working on this and thinking a lot about like how to really, really make this a little bit more decentralized to make it fit kind of the, the, you know, this is the, the current fee structure looks very much like a centralized exchange. And we're like, well, maybe there's something we can do that's a little bit more exciting and a little bit more innovative. And that's, that's kind of what we've been working on. So I, again, without, I don't want to get too far into it, but, you know, we will charge, you know, I think we will charge some kind of a fee at some point. Um, but the details of that are going to, I think are going to be a little bit more interesting than, than um, what, what you see out there right now. Okay, great. We'll look forward to hearing about that. And when you guys have an announcement to make, uh, you know, we'd love to have you back on uh, the podcast to yeah. talk about the news and any other updates you guys have with the exchange and all the other projects that you're working on. Definitely. Um, all right. So we'll go on pause again. Um, so we covered that, um, covered the wallet, the tokens. Um, I think that covers it on my end as far as things to, to ask you about. I don't have any other questions prepared. Okay. Um, do you have any, any other things that you want to share with our audience or any other topics that you feel would be noteworthy for them? Um, no, I mean, I think that was good. I think we went into some good detail. Okay, great. So I'll go ahead and do the outro. Um, then we'll end the call. Um, then I'll send it over to my audio engineer to get it ready. And then we'll send you an email probably in a week or two with a link to the episode. And, um, and you can share that and we'll do the same. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, so Dan, it was great having you on. Thanks uh, for talking to us about ethics and some of the other projects that you're working on. Uh, we'll uh, send have a link below where people can go to learn more about uh, ethics and some of the other projects. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you on again uh, to talk about the uh, new features uh, when you're ready to announce them. And um, where where else can people go to learn more about uh, your project? Yeah, I mean, uh, ethics.market, just type that into the browser and there's a bunch of information there. Um, you can Google search around and I'm sure you can find the different, if you go to our medium, there's some articles there about these token projects that are actually delivering some real value and some really innovative things and, um, you know, interesting source code and so on. So if you're, if you're, if you're like me, there's a lot of really cool content there to go through. Okay, great. My guest on the show today has been Dan Walton, uh, co-founder of Ethics Market. Uh, Dan, it was great having you. Uh, thanks for joining us today. No problem. Thank you very much for this. It's great.
Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.